views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Oh, we've got a great. We're just going to keep rolling here because why? We love to keep rolling. Uh, what a great hour we just spent with John G. Sutton and the Countess Sorella. And you're going to hear a lot more about that and some of this really cool stuff that we're planning for all of you. I want to give a shout out, Mr. Benny. We've got the show. We're going to be doing the show, the show that we were wanted to do last week, but we're going to be doing it today. <laughs> the aliens have returned, Thomas. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, and I don't know, uh, but I have to tell you, when we did that show, Benny, last week, um, with, you know, Thomas Carey uh, is joining us here today, uh, best-selling author uh, of, of course, Witness to Roswell. But the book that we talked about last week was Inside the Real Area 51. And there was so much of the secret history of Wright-Patterson. There's so much information in the book. I was able to share some of it with everyone, and, and it was a fabulous show. I thought it was just incredible to be able to look into this book, this book that I've read. You know, take a look at some of the stories, the story about June Crane and so forth. But it's not like having Thomas on. And so I thought I did a pretty good job, but nothing near what I'm expecting today. And so joining me here on the show is someone that, a native Philadelphian, and of course I have to say, I lived very close to, I lived in western New Jersey, very close, and, you know, we have been praying for all of those folks over there. Uh, snow, snow, more snow, snow, ice, and uh you know, you're going to hear why in a minute that Tom was not able to join us. As many people, uh, they have been working to, you know, stay afloat under some absolutely devastating weather conditions on the East Coast, and they're not done yet. But he's in, he's from Philadelphia and graduate from Temple University like my mentor did. But it's interesting how we take these journeys, you know, how each of us starts out with a a bachelor's degree in business, we move on to study some other things. And then before we know it, we have a career. And, you know, what is the career? Well, in his case, Air Force veteran and held a top-secret clearance. You know, he's now retired in Philadelphia, businessman. But what is it about his life that took a turn? 
Uh, I'm so thrilled to be talking with him because he's been a Mutual UFO Network State Section Director for Southeastern Pennsylvania since 1986 through 2001, Special Investigator for the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies from 1991 to 2001. And so... You know, board of directors uh, uh, of, of organizations that talk about UFOs openly. But also, right now, today, what I love about this, I love that we're getting to have a conversation about the research, the discoveries, the people that has come forward. You know, when we hear Tom talk about the fact that he is 99.999999% certain that extraterrestrial a uh, vehicle with crew crashed just north of the town of Roswell, New Mexico, in the late evening of July 2nd, 1947, that means there's no chance that it was a weather balloon. This and much more. Tom, it is so great to have you on the show. I just briefly talked a little bit about what this journey is like, the cover-ups, the masking, the secrecy. That and much more. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled you're well, you're safe, uh, and thank you for joining me here today. Well, well, Doctor Pat, it's uh, finally I'm I'm happy to be with you, and uh, uh, it it was just uh, like like you stated, uh, it just is something uh, that this area on the East Coast has not experienced in my lifetime. These uh, right. these storms uh, that that have been uh, happening this winter, and uh, actually we're right in the middle of another one as we speak uh, that's coming up the east coast, and uh, it's uh, we we had the first part of it earlier today, and, and last night we're going to have the second part of it later on today, and we're sort of in a lull. Uh, you caught me. We're in a lull, so, so we yes. can finally uh, do the show but uh yes. i i uh, you know i'm sorry for what happened last week we just uh, we lost all of our power for almost a week so well let me just call it part one which i got to do where i actually read some things from the book i mean well, sounds a like you did a good job on it so i, I i'm going to sit <laughs> the back and listen to you <laughs> Well, what happened was, as Benny and I were, we were looking at this, and we were, we were reading some of the stories. There are a couple questions that have come to mind, which I do want to talk with you about. Okay. Um, one of them is, I was devastated by what, by what you have in this book, Inside the Real Area 51, The Secret History of White Patterson. But, you know, what I want to do before I jump into that, this book is kind of different for me in that, you know, you have in this book startling new eyewitness accounts, and I want to talk about that because I think that we get a lot of, you know, we get this sensationalization on television, on, you know, movies. For example, the movie Independence Day, you know, oh, yeah. shined a whole new light on Area 51, right? Yeah. But this really, we're talking about people that have come forward. So I want to talk with you about what was this like for you and Don Schmidt you know, in, in putting this together, right, you know, putting this book together or putting the work together that you've done prior to this, right? Yes. What is it like uh, for you to we, discover we st this stuff? Well, we, uh, we, Don and I have been working on the Roswell case since the late, uh, well, Don, since the late 1980s and myself since 1991. And uh, it's the only case we've been working on. We're not uh, we're not chasing any other subject, you know. 
And uh, all of the Roswell books and all of the Roswell stories, uh, even our own Witness to Roswell book, uh, the two of them, we had the first and second edition, 2007-2009, even our own Roswell books ended up with the bodies and the wreckage being transported to Wright Field or Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, sort of end of book, you know, end of story there, you know, when it crashed, it was recovered and all that stuff, and they sent it to Wright Field in Dayton, Ohio, and thank you and good night. Well, we said, well, we we have an idea what happened to all of that stuff afterwards, but no one has really put it down on paper. Uh, uh, books, books allude to Wright Patterson, uh, uh, but they don't really go into uh, the history of the base uh, and what took place there, especially with regard to Roswell and UFOs. And, and that's what we set out to do with the Inside the Real Area 51. And we called it that because uh, Roswell, as far as UFOs is concerned, Roswell is the, the most uh, prominent name, uh, recognizable name around the world. You go to Sochi, uh, Russia, and you say Roswell, they'll know what you're talking about. They'll they'll at least have an idea of oh UFOs, spaceships, crash, that sort of thing. Well, the the second most famous term that is recognizable is Area 51 in Nevada, and you say uh, Area 51 to anybody, and uh, what comes to mind is not the history of it of uh, that facility in Area 51 that was uh, to test out spy planes, which is why the the, the facility was constructed in the mid-1950s. But what comes to mind when you say Area 51 is aliens. Oh, that's where the aliens are. Well, what we wanted to do was to... uh, Put in place the the what what was the real Area 51 before there was Area 51, and that was Wright Patterson Air Force Base, where where all of the UFO stuff went from 1947 until the mid 1980s. That's about 35 years, and uh, that's where all the UFO stuff, including the Roswell stuff, which sort of started it off. That's where it all went. That's where all the testing was done. And uh, most people don't know that. They think it was, oh, it was Area 51 in Nevada. Well, Area 51 in Nevada didn't come into uh, being until 1955. And uh, that was because we wanted to, this is before satellites, and we wanted to know what was going on militarily in the Soviet Union. So we did these flyovers. And they tested the, these uh, high-flying spy planes, most notably the the U-2, uh, one of which was shot. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because uh, in talking to uh, your producer, we lost contact there for a couple minutes uh, no, earlier no, before, no. before, before let, we let go on. But, wait but wait the, a minute. We, we have contact. Let's take a short break, though, because I want the whole story here. I mean, I'm just like in awe about this. That's why. And we had a bunch of really interesting questions from our listeners, which we're going to open up the phone line and let them call in as well. Um, But these are the conversations that are so important to have. I was really struck by uh, some of the eyewitness testimonials and accounts and some of the threats 
from the government. We're going to talk about that and much more when we come back. Air, uh, inside the real Area 51, uh, Tom Carey joining me here today. Startling new eyewitness accounts. When we come back, we're going to share the rest of this story with you. So for those of you that may not have gotten the insider information about this, uh, we're going to talk with you about that, what Tom has discovered, and much more. If you want to call in with your question, please, not wow, come on, do it. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. Join us February 14th through the 17th for the 22nd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference in Seattle. Come explore the new paradigm, riding the wave of the heart. Inspirational speakers, experiential workshops will change your life for good. Join Donna Eden, Esther Nicholson, Jalaja Bonheim, Julie McIntyre, and S.J. Tucker. Everything is individually priced, and evening events are open to men. Reduce prices for teens, students, and seniors. Looking for community? Join us this February. Visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. Oh, and you'll want to attend the CD music release concert that S.J. Tucker is giving Saturday, February 15th. That's womenofwisdom.org, 206-782-3363. That's 206-782-3363. Get insider knowledge about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. Tune in Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern to Spirit Guidance Radio with Shannon Walbrand on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show with South Africa's top psychic will amaze and uplift you. Call in to receive detailed, specific answers that offer immediate solutions as Shannon interprets messages from your spirit guides. Whether it's love, business, or health, your spirit guides are ready to help. Visit ShannonWalbrand.com for more info. You are guided. Psychic World, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, with John G. Sutton, featuring his special guest, Countess Strella. One of Britain's most respected psychic mediums, John is an internationally published author, poet, and professional clairvoyant. His best-selling books include Psychic Pets, featured with John on the Walt Disney Channel, Animal Planet. Currently, John is the feature editor of the monthly Psychic World, which is the UK's Journal of Spiritualism. He has over 30 years of experience working in the field of paranormal studies. Countess Torella has an incredible ability to visualize your future in a positive, passionate way. This show offers all listeners the chance to call in and speak directly to John or the amazing Countess Torella. You can ask your personal questions about love, career, money, relationships, or whatever is troubling you in this often difficult life. What dreams may come? Join John G. Sutton and Countess Torella to discover your answer. See www.psychicworld.net.
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We're very, very excited to have uh, Tom joining us here today. Uh, we know that uh, the good news is he, they are in between storms. The not-so-good news is they're not done yet. Um, our hearts, our prayers go out for anyone uh, on the East Coast that is really experiencing, you know, whether we can't even imagine. You know, that level of snow in South Carolina and Atlanta, I mean, it's, it's seriously something that is of concern. Uh, and so thank you, Tom, for joining us here today. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I well, wanted you to continue pleasure. this story. Uh, because we're going to talk about Area 51, but also, you know, the history of Wright-Patterson, which is important the Air Force Base. That's kind of the lead-in for us to talk about, you know, some of these testimonials, some of these um, absolute, uh, eyewitness accounts, people coming forward that were too afraid to do this before. So, you know, let's talk about how we get current now with what we've discovered, what you've discovered. I know you've been at this for a long time. So what did you discover? Well, uh, one of the things uh, we discovered, and at least we found the answer to, was uh, in regards to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and anybody who knows anything about it will say, oh, that's where, uh, that's where Hangar 18 is. And Hangar 18 is the infamous, they even made a movie about it in 1980 uh, called Hangar 18. It was. It's supposed to be where the... Alien wreckage and bodies were taken and stored at Wright-Patterson. And uh, the, the thing is, if you go to Wright-Patterson tomorrow for a visit, which you can do, and a lot of people that go there say, oh, can you tell me where Hangar 18 is? I want to see it. They'll say, and they'll tell you, oh, well, there is no Hangar 18, and there never was a Hangar 18. What are you, you, know, what are you talking about? And so they make you feel stupid you know, for asking the question. Well, what they're not telling you is that they really, they, they know what you're really asking about is they're asking, you're asking about the aliens, right? But they get hung up on the Hangar 18 thing. And what they also know is that it's not Hangar 18, it's Building 18 is where they were stored. But they won't tell you that. So what we did in our book, Inside the Real Area 51, The Secret History of Wright-Patterson, is we trace back this story of Hangar 18. How did it? How did this come to be? How did this myth come to be? And we traced it all back. We we contacted the producer of the movie Hangar 18, and he didn't know where it came from, other than he heard it the the term being bandied about in the early 70s. Well, to cut to the chase, the the origin of this term Hangar 18 came from a Florida. UFO buff, that's the way, mm-hmm. that's the way I would describe him, uh, Professor Robert Spencer Carr, who, and I remember this, but I had forgotten it, but in 1974, as I was flying off to the University of Toronto to get my doctorate in uh, anthropology, uh-huh. uh, uh, I heard this story about the, this fellow Robert Spencer Carr. He was trying to uh, reignite the old Frank Scully Aztec crash case from 1950, which was uh, thoroughly debunked a few years after that. But Carr was trying to reignite that because he had he was down there in Florida where a lot of the 
old military guys would retire. You know, Florida was a great retirement community, but, and a number of those people were from Wright-Patterson. So he, he started hearing a number of stories about Roswell and uh, aliens being stored there. And uh, the term was the, uh, the, the term was building 18. Well, somehow in the retelling of the story, maybe building 18 uh, was you know didn't have a ring to it. So Carr called, referred to it as Hangar 18, and that's how that story got out as Hangar 18 and not Building 18. So uh, uh, you know that, that's one thing in our research that uh, for this book that we did discover that uh, there never was a Hangar 18, it was Building 18. And in 1947, that's where the Roswell bodies were taken, and that's where the uh, wreckage was taken. And they worked on the wreckage, you know, trying to back-engineer stuff. And uh, the bodies, of course, you know, they did the autopsies and things like that. But uh, that that's one ch- that's one chapter we have in the book that we feel that we, we actually did provide a service in clearing clearing that matter up. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to talk about one of the stories I talked about last week, uh, and I was shocked by it. I actually read from from the book, um, and it was the woman that uh, worked uh, the, at the Air Force Base, and I, and I was really just so struck for this June Crane. My name is oh, June yeah. Crane, Chapter 7. I yep. want to talk about this before we go to break because, you know, I read this, and I thought, how do you live your entire life with that secret? This is what I thought to myself, right? Yep. How do you do that? And I read a lot of this uh, from the book, uh, but I wanted to talk with you about it because it seems like such an incredible story. And people are at, were asking the question, why did she wait so long to come forward? And I wanted to talk with you about that because I, she's not the first. I mean, you know, people are coming out of the woodwork about this stuff now. Yes, uh, what they did, June Crane, uh, she actually came clean because she had mentioned to, uh, to a fellow, actually, a, a, a UFO, he's actually the state MUFON uh, director for uh, Washington State, uh, uh, James Clarkson. I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he's the one who interviewed uh, June Crane. Right. And uh, he, uh, they lived in Olympia, Olympia, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Washington, and that's why we have we have our callers that had questioned about Mount Rainier too. So let's get to June, and then you're going to be busy this hour with me, Tom. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. Well, June, of course, you know you have to sign a uh, non-disclosed to work at Wright Patterson, uh, especially uh, in the top secret areas. You have to sign non-disclosures that you won't talk about any of that stuff. Well, June never did, except very late in her life, uh, she came forward. Around 1990-91, after uh, James Clarkson had given a talk, and she says, I know everything you're talking about is true because I worked at Wright-Patterson, but I can't tell you any more than that because she was, you know, know, under the nondisclosure. Well, uh, fast forward to about 1997, she knows she's dying. She's got uh, cancer. Uh, She knows she doesn't have much left. And as she told James Clarkson, what can they do to me? I'm, I'm married, I'm twice, divorced twice, I've got cancer, I've got a few months to live. Uh, what are they going to do, put me in jail? Because <laughs> I'll be gone by then. So she, she, didn't have, she felt she didn't have anything to lose, and she felt that she had uh, 
uh, and this was 1997, the, the 50th anniversary of Roswell, which, as you remember, there was a big to-do about it in the media. The big to-do yeah. about Roswell in the media in 97. So she came forward basically saying, I'm ready to talk now. And uh, Clarkson interviewed her, uh, I think, t- uh, at length twice. And she told of her story of being a, a clerk typist with a Q clearance, uh, which is higher than top secret at uh, uh, Wright-Patterson, which clear- cleared her for even uh, typing up memos and uh, reports having to do with the atomic uh, energy and, and atomic bombs and things like that. So that's how she got to be on the inside. Is uh, She was very well trusted, and she had the highest clearance there. And part of her duties uh, was typing up uh, a report or two about the, uh, about the bodies and the wreckage that was uh, yeah. being tested there at Wright-Patterson. And uh, she worked there 10 years from 1952, which was shortly after the uh, Roswell crash, to 19, I'm sorry, 1942, during World right. War II, to 1952. She uh, interviewed, uh, took took uh, notes from Dr. Werner von Braun, the father of our U.S. space program, and uh, von Braun had told her that he uh, was aware, this would be 1952, of three UFO crashes in the United States. Uh, she remembered Roswell, but she couldn't remember the other two. And she actually handled a piece of the so-called memory metal that uh, someone had snuck out of uh, Roswell. And uh, uh, apparently he liked uh, June, and he was trying to impress her. And he says, here, see what you make out of this. He was he was going, you know, his base of operations was uh, Wright Patterson, and he showed her this piece of memory metal. And she couldn't, she couldn't tear it. She couldn't uh, scratch it. She couldn't do anything. But then she says, okay, I give up. Uh, where did you get this? And he said, uh, down in Roswell. And uh, just then uh, an officer was coming into the room and he quick put it in his pocket, which suggested that, that he had actually uh, purloined it and snuck it, snuck it out of Roswell and put it in his pocket. And uh, so he actually, she actually was a firsthand witness to some of that metal. She also typed up reports about the bodies and the wreckage and uh, the the other thing was she could overhear the scientists who were in right. her area talking right. about UFOs and, and aliens as if, you know, just as a matter of fact. N- n- nothing right. like, oh, wow, it was just matter of fact. Well, this is really, you know, for, for those of you all listening to the show, you know, we've opened up the phone lines for you and also at 1-800-930-2819. But also you can go to the Dr. Pat Show or Transmission Talk Radio and go ahead and type in your question uh, in our instant feedback. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tom about something really interesting in the book. It was a lie, but we killed it. We're going to take a short break here on the doctor. Yeah, Tom, you know, what I, you know what chapter I'm talking about. This is a good one. We're going to take a short break. And then what is it about the time we live in now? You know, why was all of this happening back at the day of Roswell? Does it mean it's not happening now? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Tom's going to bring us from there to where we are today. And, yeah, it was alive, but we killed it. What's that about? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
on the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio. Listen to the Yo! Andrew News Talk Show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet Yo! Andrew at andrewtweetgeo. Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Going under the knife for spinal surgery should be your last resort. Get a copy of this free special report, What Your Doctor Doesn't Want You to Know About Back Surgery. Get the report online at wellnessone.net or call them toll-free at 866-499-7509. Read the report. It will take about eight minutes in order to make a better informed decision about your back pain. Visit wellnessone.net or call 866 499 7509. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on the diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Just jazz to have Tom Carey joining me here today. The book is called Inside the Real Area 51, Secret History of Wright Patterson. And by the way, as I said before, you know, this is a book with all new eyewitness accounts. And if you get your copy of the book, you can go ahead and read through them. Some of them are just, I mean, it's, I can't, honestly, to, to see what folks have said. And the quotes are directly in the book. So what you're not getting are paraphrasing or speculation. You're actually getting eyewitness accounts that were documented, and thanks to, you know, both Tom and Don, it was really great um, for this book to come out. Now, if you want to find out more about it, about the incident, about the uh, many, many other things, you can go to roswellinvestigator.com, roswellinvestigator.com. Tom, thank you uh, so much for joining me here today. I zoomed in on a chapter that I didn't talk about in the last show. And I'm just going to tell you what the quote is in the chapter. It says, it was alive, but we killed it. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's powerful. I mean, and it's a statement and a quote, and it's from a night fighter, uh, a radar intercept killer, Mark um, Magruder. And I want to talk about where that came from and how you got it and, uh, and, and what it really means. Yes, the quote is from a World War II uh, night fighter in the Pacific named Marion Mac Magruder. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in, in uh, after the war, he uh, 
joined the Air War College class of 1947-48 in Montgomery, Alabama. They, you know, these are the top top people in the Air Force that they send them to these Air War Colleges to enhance their uh, 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 overall overview of things for further advancement in the Air Force. And uh, during this class, in April of 1948, the class was taken to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base for they didn't know what, you know, just for, I guess, for further hands-on study or something like that. There were 90 uh, airmen in the class. He was a lieutenant colonel at the time. And uh, so this one day they're taken into this this hangar area, uh, and they're shown this strange wreckage. And, it, well, it turned out to be the wreckage from the – they didn't know what to make out of it. It was the Roswell wreckage. They were then taken into another room, and there was the what we call the live one. Uh, we have many reports from eyewitnesses who were involved in the recovery that uh, one of the alien uh, creatures was still alive. The others were dead, but there was one that was alive. And ultimately, it was taken to Wright-Patterson. And in, it was shown to this Air War College class in April of 1948, and uh, they were stunned. They were absolutely stunned. What is this? Where did it come from? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was the Roswell uh, alien. Well, Magruder said that uh, when asked, he said, uh, well, I didn't he talked to it, but I made a mental connection with it. I felt great sympathy for it, and uh, it seemed to make a connection with me. And I, I, I just felt its human qualities, although it was definitely not human. I could feel sympathy and humanity for it, and uh, that that was it. And uh, so, in the night of the moon landing, we're fast forwarding to 1969, and when his five sons. They're watching the moon landing. They said, Dad, do you think there are aliens in space? He says, well, I know there are. Well, geez, well, how do you know that? Well, I saw one live, but we killed it. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Well, what, what, do you, what do you mean we killed it? He says, well, it was alive when I saw it, but I heard later mm. that uh, it was it died in an experiment that we were doing on it, that, you know, you know, because he was well connected, and uh, he heard through through the grapevine that the thing died when they were doing an experiment on it in uh, at, at uh, Wright Patterson, and uh, he did say that also when he made the mental connection, he sensed that the the, the creature was not happy uh, having the you know being where he was at. His comrades were gone, and he was alone, and they were doing these these experiments on it, and he said he felt sorrow for it uh, in a human way. And he said, uh, it was alive, but we killed it. Now, we heard the same story from uh, a local photographer's son in Roswell. His father was brought in to take pictures, and uh, he heard later from his father, all, all the father would tell the son, we killed it. He said, well, what do you mean? You, they, you killed the story, Dad? We killed it. I mean, did you? I mean, did you kill the the being itself? And all he would say is, "We killed it." So we had mm. two people on record saying that they killed it. Well, the the, the best uh, we can uh, surmise is that it lived until around 1952. We've heard stories about that. So wow, uh, that's that, really that's a long time. 
Yes, lived about five years, and apparently they were doing experiments on it, and uh, it didn't expire naturally. It expired during some sort of uh, experiment, which is unfortunate. You know, I want to ask you a question um, about, um, you know, how we make sense of all of this, given the, the age that we live in right now. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're living in this age where smartphones, text messages, um, any number of things plug us in, right? Yeah. Um, if you go on the Internet now, um, you can search, you can look, you can do a whole lot of different things for what you're looking for. But yet, and when you ask people, do you think that there are uh, people that are, are we alone? I mean, these are studies that we've done where people don't think we're alone. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting. If a general population doesn't think we're alone, it begs the question, then why are, don't governments come forth with this information? You know, there's a famous scene, right, from that movie 2012. Woody Harrelson was in, in that movie. It's a famous scene that's famous to me, uh, where he, he seems like he's this crazy out-of-the-box guy that has all these predictions, right, which actually come to be true. And he sort of represents, you know, many people that are saying, we're going to take this message to the public, uh, and we know ultimately that we are going to provide evidence of, of what's real. What is going on with governments and organizations that won't come forth and validate this? I, I'm trying to understand from a psychological point of view right. why they're dragging their feet. Well, as far as the government is concerned, uh, UFOs, uh, well, as far as uh, professional people in general, we're talking doctors, lawyers, academicians, uh, politicians, uh, to professional people who rely to a great extent on their perceived credibility for their livelihoods, uh, UFOs is, is still poison. It's a subject that mm -hmm. if it gets attached to you, you're you're done. At least they believe mm -hmm. they are. I mean, look mm -hmm. at Dennis Kucinich. Uh, uh, he was a... Yeah. Uh, uh, he had a sight. He mentioned the sighting. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't get away from it after that. That's all the the uh, interviewers wanted to talk about was his UFO sighting, and that finished him as a pre presidential candidate. If you remember that, but yeah, uh, I do. To uh, to professionals, Doctor Pat, the, the subject of UFOs has always been and still is uh, anathema. It's poison, and they don't want to be anywhere near the subject. So, uh, and, uh, you know, politicians especially, you know, with the way things are, the economy, and, uh, you know, a number of people are suffering. And uh, if your constituency even senses that you're spending any time or that you even have an interest in this subject, you are finished. You are finished. Yeah, that's right. right. So, and, it, it, yeah, that, I had a feeling. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. It's uh, true. Yeah, because basically what you're saying is kind of what happens anyway. It's like, let us filter what we're actually going to talk about uh, because, you know, we don't want, we want to manage people. We want to manage what they get. We want to manage how they're going to react. You know, we want to manage our reputation. 
So, uh, you know, in the conversations, you know, I'm probably still naive. You know, I'm probably still in search of the truth. But it's fascinating how we make our mark. And let's talk about this, and we'll talk about this when we come back. Fast forward to where we are today. Now, now I want to tell you a little psychological impact I had. You know, I watched, I grew up with, you know, that theme from, Benny maybe can help me with this, um, you know, the, 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 what is her name, Jillian Anderson, and, you know, that, that, that first breakthrough sci-fi television series. The X-Files. Actually, yeah, the X-Files, thank you, with the paranormal. So I watched that, right? I don't know why I was fascinated with it, but, you know, it was good for me. I have to tell you what happened. Uh, Jill, thank you, Benny. Jillian Anderson, I guess is her name, she's in an upcoming new television series. That isn't anything about that. But the minute I saw her face, Tom, I could hear the theme from that show. I yes, could she hear was Agent, the theme. Agent Scully. Agent Scully. So, you know, I mean, I, I love her as an actor. I know that every time I see her on screen. So let's talk when we come back. Fast forward to where we are today. What is it that our pop culture supports? What can we say to bring us to fast forward on where we are today in the world of Roswell Investigator and much more? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, my guest, Tom Carey, the Dr. Pacho. Go to roswellinvestigator.com, unmasking the government's biggest cover-up. And actually, we've got other cover-ups that we're probably going to talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question. Always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective, learn to heal yourself, and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine radio show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW or at AliveAndShineShow.com. Feel like you just can't find your happiness? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. 
Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. Welcome back, uh, Roswell Investigator Tom Carey joining me here today. We're going to give you an update in a minute. But Mr. Benny has a caller for us. Uh, Benny, let's go to the phone. Yeah, we'll take Christine. She's calling in from Duval, and she's a UFOlogist. UFOlogist, I got to say it right there. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, Dr. Hi, Christine. Hey, okay, so I have the answer to your question about why the government is, uh, cover-up is happening. Go for it. Okay. So long and short of it is, this has been my passion and why I'm here on the planet, uh, number one, besides other things. And uh, with all of my research and working with clients, my own past life regressions as well, um, essentially we are, uh, our DNA is alien. And if we expand our consciousness to understand that we are really one with them, the, I think what really touched me, uh, sir, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name, on your story about the one who actually witnessed the alien and actually mentally telepathically communicated with him, which I do as well. Um, that heart that he felt is really because we're one with them. They're not mm. alien at all. We are one mm. with them. And this is why we're here on the planet is to expand the consciousness. So just wrap your mind around that for a moment. If we all went into the oneness that we're looking at ourselves when we're looking at an alien, and the abilities that they have, we have. So the cover-up yeah. is, hey, don't wake up and realize you're an alien, because then you're going to really skyrocket this planet into a powerful place where we will not have more oil and all this sacred pillage of our sacred Mother Earth. We are one with everything. So therein lies your answer. Thank you. I love that answer. Finally. We're going yeah, to talk finally. about this as oneness and similarities and not differences. Actually, I had a friend tell me, and maybe, Tom, you can jump in, that the term alien is actually an insult. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for, thank you for calling in. Um, yes. Uh, Tom, it, uh, it was actually all That was cool. Back, back when all the UFO business started in the late 40s, uh, they weren't called aliens. They were called uh, uh, Martians. That was the term right, for aliens right. back then was, was Martians. Oh, and okay. uh, today that's it's right. mostly, uh, I guess, extraterrestrials would be a good term, uh, but yep, aliens yep. it's easier to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, extraterrestrial people say uh, we got to give that cr- uh, credit to Steven Spielberg for bringing a whole new conversation about it. Yes. You know, let's, uh, Tom, do, it, do, it, do us a favor. Bring us up to date. Where are we today? Do you have any new information? Oh, yes, Fast yes. Lots of new information. Of course, there's sightings that happen every day, and uh, even skeptics uh, admit that there are perhaps billions of other inhabited planets in the universe, certainly millions in the Milky Way galaxy, which is ours. So, uh, But they all fall back into the old saying, show me some evidence, you know, beyond witness testimony. Well, on the Roswell case... Uh, 
uh, we've been working on several things. And we hope before the end of the year is over here that we will have a press conference uh, to bring forth what we consider physical evidence of the Roswell case, which would uh, con- which would be uh, convincing to everybody. So uh, you want to stay tuned on that. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just give you a hint. Uh, one of them, one of the pieces of evidence has something to do with an archaeological dig that we conducted at one of the Roswell crash sites. Uh, for, you know, from 1947 that we conducted last September. We found mm-hmm. something that's being tested now, and so far it's looking really good, really good. Wow. Wow. So I you, mean, when you, you can say imagine what it is. Tested, it, well, great. But, but let's, let's talk about when you say being tested. Folks are going to want to know what that is. Being tested. Yes. Uh, we've done uh, spectrographic analysis on it, uh, but even more impressive, and I held this in my hand when it was found. Uh, I didn't think much of it, but it's been tested. And uh, putting uh, uh, putting thousands of pounds of pressure on it, it just is withstanding. You know, it, it didn't look like much when you put, you're putting thousands of pounds per square inch of pressure on it to get it to bend a little. And as soon as you relieve, relieve the pressure, it, it it bounces right back to its original shape. Uh, mm. I don't know anything like that, and wow. uh, uh, we, you know we believe right now as we speak we believe it was a piece of the ship. We mm-hmm. believe it was a piece of the ship. You know, I, I mean, Tom, let's just talk about this because I know we have only a few minutes left. You know, fast forward to where we are. We're all connected. We're all on smartphones. We're all taking pictures. We're all looking at things. Um, you know, clearly the folks at Coast to Coast, by taking this message out into the world, I don't know how many years ago, were like way ahead of their time, right? right. Um, but now here we are, we're living in this world where we're snapping pictures, we're watching things. You're, you're answering are... the question right there, Dr. Pat. Is, okay. Uh, uh, the people today have too much information. They don't know what the, they don't know how to process it. There's too much. They're bombarded. You know, they got cell phones. Mm-hmm. They got cable TV, uh, radio. It's just uh, they're bombarded with information. They don't know what to make out of it. So it's hard focusing. You know, it's easy for me and uh, my wife because we're older and we know we know what interests us. We know what we can thing. We know what we can do. We know what we can't do. But you take the young folks. They they they're just they're just bombarded with all of this stuff. Uh, you know the popular culture. I mean, you know what it's yeah. like. Uh, yeah. They just don't know what to what to make out of it. And uh, most yeah. of them, you know, they. You know, I was young once. You want to be popular. You 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 don't know where you're going in life, and you just you're just trying everything. So uh, there's just too much information out there that people are bombarded with, and that they don't know that they don't know what to make out of. You know what I like about this, and this is something that you run up against a lot. People say, "Oh my gosh, come on, you know Roswell, let's move on." But the reason I'm glad you haven't is because I can't wait, first of all, for you to get that testing done. The reason I'm glad you haven't, you know, you stayed with this, despite the pressure from your peers and otherwise, is because it's the great divide. I mean, if, in fact, and when you're able to say, this is what we found and this is where it came from, 
it starts to validate everything that has come before and after. If we dismiss Roswell, right, Tom? What yes. we're doing is dismissing I, the notion. You know, we can validate it because I was there when it was found, mm-hmm. and I held it in my hand, and uh, we can document where it was, where it was found, when it was found, and uh, you know, we have uh, you know pictures of it uh, when it was taken out of the ground, and uh, uh, you know, and we're mm-hmm. now testing it, and uh, yep. that that's just one of two items. We're, we're working on another item. That is just, uh, if this passes muster, it's just, uh, it's the, it's the final, you know, final proof, final proof. And uh, it will, uh, it will shock, uh, it will shock the world because it, this will be the proof. Wow. I thank you so much for joining me here today, Tom. I hope you will come back. Um, we've, I want to tell everybody, we've only just barely touched on the information in the book. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Well, uh, my personal message is, uh, uh, others aside, we are still working on this case, and uh, we believe that our quarter century of efforts uh, this year will come to a fruition that uh, even the skeptics cannot uh, uh, deny. Uh, So stay tuned on that. this this will this uh, the the only other thing that could be I guess would be bigger is if one landed on the White House lawn like we always say over the years but uh, uh, we uh, we are on to something and uh, stay tuned and uh, you know you will see us there will be a press conference and uh, mm. uh, we hope that uh, this will this will be what uh, everybody is looking for and that uh, you know in our search everybody is different. Everybody is different. Uh, uh, I, I, I like mysteries. I like cover-ups. Uh, uh, this is the only case I've worked on in the, for the last uh, 25 years. And uh, there were other cover-ups. Uh, you know, the, the biggest ones, I guess, are JFK. And uh, for me, it was Pearl, you know, uh, the Pearl Harbor. There's still a big cover-up going on as to what happened at Pearl Harbor. But that's just me. Others aren't interested in that. You know, whatever you're interested in, follow it follow it. Don't let anybody uh, try to uh, dissuade you from what your interests are. You have to find out what they are and then follow them. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me here. Tom Carey, everybody, I want to just tell you the book is called Inside the Real Area 51. The website is called roswellinvestigator.com. We're going to take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. When we come back, we're going to be talking about gold, shaman, and green fire. Uh, Lee Elders joining us here today. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? 
and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 4th Annual Tappers Gathering this March 1st at Bastyr University. Tapping enthusiasts from across the region will be sharing healing stories, learning different EFT applications, and forging a strong community. This event raises money and awareness for continuing EFT tapping scientific research. All net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit conducting a study showing how EFT can alter gene expression. Bring your cards and information for a fulfilled day of networking and inspiring one another. Visit www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. 